Hi guys, welcome back to the Mel K Show. I have on somebody today who is as close to a living legend as we have in America. He is uh, somebody who needs no introduction and certainly has a lot to say. Thank you for joining me, Roger Stone. Well, great to be with you. Um, it's uh, quite a day because I've just learned that I'm trending on Twitter, which is pretty incredible in view of the fact that I was banned for life on Twitter way back in 2017. See, they don't like truth tellers at Twitter. Uh, and, um, uh, it, you know, it, it is extraordinary because yesterday in the early morning, my doorbell rang while I was in the middle of a live radio interview uh, with my friend Joe Hoft, the Gateway Pundit, uh, in the St. Louis station, um, when I was served uh, in the latest of a completely bogus set of civil harassment lawsuits. This is called lawfare. The America, American left is so hysterical that I escaped the deadly snare set for me by Robert Mueller and Adam Schiff in the politically motivated, corrupt Mueller investigation that they fabricated charges of lying to Congress against me, then admitted in their own final report they had no evidence involving my uh, involvement with the Russians or WikiLeaks or John Podesta's emails. Therefore, I, there was no underlying crime to lie about, no motive to lie. Uh, they admitted that only after the fact, but they just keep coming. It is not only uh, this, there is a completely baseless Department of Justice civil suit, which implies but doesn't say that my wife and I have evaded taxes. Wrong. We've declared every penny of taxable income and we've hidden no assets. What the government filed is a press release, a press release full of inaccurate assertions, but we still have to defend that in federal court in Miami. Now we have a new lawsuit in which some group called the Lawyers for Civil Rights Under Law, not, not, right. <laughs> uh, got seven police officers to file a unsubstantiated groundless claim against both me and President Trump saying that we conspired to deny them their civil rights. Well, I can conspire with anybody to do anything uh, and that we're responsible for their endangerment. Let's be clear. I never urged anyone to hurt anyone else, any place at all, at any time, including January 6th, period. Did I exercise my First Amendment rights to talk about uh, you know, the need for a clean, honest, transparent election? Yes. Did I express concerns about a record number of anomalies and irregularities in the voting? Yes. That's free speech. I didn't, that's not advocating insurrection or lawlessness or violence uh, or anything of the kind. But I, I think I am targeted not only because uh, the, the, uh, the bloodlust of the left that I escaped their last uh, setup uh, uh, and frame job on me and that I didn't die in some COVID-19 infested prison as they had planned, right. um, just drives them to, to insanity. First, they accused me baselessly of some involvement in January 6th, simply because I spoke on January 5th, and I stand by everything I said, uh, based on no evidence. Uh, but then this phony tax charge, and on top of this, as you may have heard, my poor wife, who has been the rock uh, of the Stone family in terms of encouraging me and comforting me uh, and uh, uh, supporting me in this two and a half year ordeal in which we lost everything. 
um, is now, you know, fighting stage four cancer uh, and sadly has some uh, a side effect called lymphatic edema, which is extraordinarily painful. Uh, this, is, oh. this is breaking my heart. But she is in, she's in good spirits. Um, she is spiritually and medicinally and homopathically and, uh, and, and uh, holistically fighting cancer. Uh, and, uh, you know, God has delivered for me three times. I'm now praying for a fourth time. Uh, it doesn't matter to me that Muller and his thugs, you know, took my house and my car and my savings and my insurance. As long as I have my wife, I have everything. Uh, and now, you know, the stress of two years, internalizing two years of the all-out assault on me and my family, uh, I think it has taken its toll on Mrs. Stone. Yes. I was with a, a mutual friend of ours, Charlene um, Bollinger, who is, uh, we're both going to see each other at her event for cancer next month. She said, um, your wife is doing really well with the homeopathic and the other um, alternative treatments that, of course, big uh, pharma, big medicine have wanted to suppress for a very long time. It's oddly, unbelievable. Talking, it is. But I mean, oddly talking, enough, with your voice, you have this chance in the middle of us seeing the exposure of big pharma and big medicine to look at the truth about what they've done to us in terms of that too. What are you <clears> seeing <throat> when you look at big pharma's uh, suppression of medicines that could have helped cancer patients for all these years and haven't been allowed to be used? Well, as you know, we saw this, uh, first of all, in the AIDS crisis, where, where uh, gay men were dying of a very specific bacterial pneumonia, which was very easily treated with Bactrim, which was an inexpensive, widely available uh, uh, drug then on the market. Tony Fauci, the head of the FDA, would not approve Bactrim for the treatment of, of these AIDS patients, holding out for a vaccination in which he could make his name and presumably millions of dollars. That of course never happened. How many men died while he dithered when he could simply have made Bactrim an on-label uh, authorized drug for the treatment of this pneumonia? Uh, it, it's that same disregard for, for human life that we see going on now. And I don't think there's any question that this is not a natural virus. This was made in a lab for specific purposes. I view it as a bio weapon uh, and uh, it has, it brought low our economy. It killed the most vibrant economy in our history. Right. Uh, and it is weakening the country. It's tearing the country apart. Uh, that said, uh, and I think the virus is very real. Uh, at the same time, I think it has a very high recovery rate. And now I understand since you can't have legally a vaccination approved on any basis, for a virus in which there's a drug that can treat it, that's why hydrochloroquine had to be uh, discredited, unfairly, inaccurately discredited. Right, and emails came out today from your good friends at Gateway Pundit that proved that not only did Fauci know that, but he was behind discrediting it. Uh, also, ivermectin in uh, 20, I think 15, was called by the World Health Organization an essential drug for humans. Yet two weeks ago, the FDA put out a tweet that said, you're not a cow, you're not a horse. You shouldn't yeah. be taking ivermectin. Uh, I think it is very interesting that, um, that there are two drugs which, have, which are FDA approved for use in animals. Yes, ivermectin began as, a, as a, an, a, 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 an equine drug. It was right. a drug for horses. It's not toxic to humans. And it turns out 
to have certain uh, beneficial effects when taken by humans. Fenbenazole, uh, which is a dog dewormer, just as, as ivermectin started as a horse dewormer. Uh, again, FDA approved for use in animals, not toxic to humans, uh, and a huge amount of evidence that it has very strong anti-cancer properties, right. just as ivermectin has anti-cancer properties, right. as well as anti-COVID-19 properties. So these are not, this is not at all exotic. These are drugs that the pharmaceutical industry wants to keep essentially restricted theoretically to animals. Uh, they don't care what trials show. They don't care what the anecdotal evidence shows. Uh, but there's no question. Cancer, as I learned, is a huge business, right. a huge business. Uh, and the cancer doctors, unfortunately, for either financial reasons or because they fear the peer pressure of their peers or because they just don't want to rock the boat, they cannot see beyond chemotherapy and radiation. It's they are now just beginning to dabble in, in some therapies to build immunity uh, after you have used those two debilitating uh, uh, and damaging uh, therapies. Right. Uh, there's no question, in my opinion, uh, that chemotherapy uh, particularly can knock cancer back, but it cannot kill it. Uh, and in doing so, it, it suppresses your national immunity at the exact time that you need your natural immunity the most because only your natural immunity can defeat cancer, kill the cancer stem cells. Um, so uh, this is a long, long road. People who want to help uh, can go to uh, stonefamilyfund.com. Some of the very best uh, uh, all natural therapies like uh, mega vitamin infusions given intravenously, a vitamin C, D, B17, and certain peptides, blood oxygenation, right. uh, as well as cutting edge kind of specially designed THC and CBD formulas that are specifically designed for cancer patients right. with specific cancers. Uh, they get that, they're that zeroed in. These things are not inexpensive. They're not covered by insurance. So far we're managing, but folks who want to help us can go to stonefamilyfund.com. Right. Well, by design, they're not covered because they're exactly. not expensive if they were covered. Um, and I wonder, this this brings me to something maybe bigger that you haven't really probably been asked by many. How much does this have to do with uh, the Rockefeller Institute and the Rockefeller Family Foundations and their control over our country? Because I know that they're behind the American Cancer Society and all the medical schools and all of it and big pharma. And uh, it seems like a very small group of people control all of it. Uh, I think it is fair to say uh, that the country, if indeed the world, is run by a small global elite. Right. Uh, it is not nearly, uh, in my opinion, as coordinated as we think it is, because even among the global elite, there are rivalries and power jockeying and so on. The Kennedys and the Rockefellers were both um, charter members of the ruling elite. They both wanted to be president, Nelson Rockefeller and John Kennedy. Only one of them made it. Uh, generally speaking, your greatest presidents have been outsiders who are never really the toast of the power elite. Donald Trump, Ronald Reagan, even Richard Nixon. Right. So, so it is, uh, uh, it is, there's no question that the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds, right. uh, you know, uh, uh, that these people 
uh, and many others, the Warburgs, uh, the, the, uh, the, the huge banking families. Right. These people are enormously influential. Do they sit around one big table and say, okay, you do this, you do this, and I'll do that? No, it's not coordinated. That It's not as coordinated. They all belong to the Trilateral Commission or the Council on Foreign Relations. Those are like drinking societies for them where they can hang around with people in high back chairs, uh, you know, who they view as their social peers. People deeply interested in, in, uh, in doing away with the world's population. Right. Uh, people who like eugenics, for example. Uh, people who, people who, who want to see one world government, essentially right. an authoritarian government in which the state gives orders and you take them. Right. So, uh, you know, you can call them the deep state, you can call them the military industrial complex, you can call them the establishment, call them whatever you want. The country is run by a small clique of ruling elite. And for them, there are no laws and no rules. Right. And they're allowed to plunder, lie under oath uh, to yeah. Congress about material matters as Hillary and uh, the FBI director and Andrew McCabe did. And right. Uh, and so many others, Rod Rosenstein, they can lie with impunity. Dr. Fauci lied to Congress last week. I know. About whether the taxpayers funded the 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 uh, development of this of this virus. That's a material lie. I was charged with making misstatements to Congress that were completely Im immaterial, which hid no underlying crime, for which they wanted to put me away for seven to nine years. A classic frame job. Besides, so when are 29 FBI out. agents showing up at Fauci's house at six o'clock in the morning? Right. When are they <laughs> perp walking him out of the house in a, well, in a uh, Anthony Fauci did nothing wrong t-shirt, but, uh, but that's we because, won't go there. He's yeah, not smart, yeah, enough, but to, I have to say he's not smart was, enough to do that. But. Right. But what you just said is, but the truth is that we know now is that they had Seth Rich's laptop. They knew the whole time that it was Seth Rich. It was never anyone else, not Trump, not you, not any collusion. They knew the whole time before they opened the case. So it was even bigger than that. They created it. And I'm also touring, you know, with you, but also with General Flynn, another victim, the same as you. And I look at both of you and General Flynn, and I think they've kept you tied up in ridiculous, illegal, unconstitutional, legal lawfare to keep you, your mouth shut. You guys yeah, know that's too much. I think, I think that's entirely true. Look, it has they, to be. Well, look, I, you know, if they if I wasn't effective, um, they wouldn't hate me. If I didn't get under their skin, they wouldn't hate me. At this point, you know, I just had my 69th birthday. Right. Uh, I have no intention of giving up or quitting. Uh, unfortunately, uh, I don't like being on defense, but I have all of this incoming uh, that is generated, you know, by the sewer that is Twitter. Look, a, a man attacked my wife outside the house uh, just you know, after Christmas, after yelling political foul-mouthed epitaphs at him. He recognizes me, but attacks her. Uh, now you have this spate of, of ridiculous. I, I'm facing no less than 12 pending, completely bogus harassment lawsuits. The great majority of them filed by Larry Klayman. Uh, for, oh, really? for matters of ego, I guess. Wow. I'm not sure. None of them valid, all of them baseless, groundless uh, harassment. It's just to grind you down. Uh, but, you know, so so it shall be. Uh, the fight for America goes on. Right. People who want the, the, the legal costs of defending all this are staggering. People who want to help there can go to stonedefensefund.com.
Right. Uh, you know, I'm out of bread essentially because of the deplatforming, the demonetization of my podcasts, my book sales. It's made it very difficult to get back on my feet. I will uh, because I'm out there uh, working every angle. You are. So, and great to be great to be with you. Even bigger than that, I think even more than that is uh, that you're um, you're a shining light right now because yeah, they've made you into some kind. You're such a hero. You've been around forever, from Nixon to to Reagan to to helping Trump, everyone. You've been on every campaign. You were you were in the swamp before anyone knew about the swamp, but you were also calling the swamp out for a very long time. You've written books about the truth about JFK. You've written books about the truth about the Clintons and their war on women, which is a very interesting way to look at it. You've written books about everything to kind of wake people up. It seems like now, when you're in the middle of being persecuted, the great awakening is happening to some extent. I've been traveling the country People are starting to know the names of the real deep staters, the real puppet masters, I call them, behind everything. And, you know, we're at a place where I feel like the whole D.C. has to be scrapped. We got to go back to just the Constitution, the Bill of Rights and the Bible, or we're not going to save our country. And I know that you have a plan, but I do hear you talking about Trump running in 2024. And the way I look at it, because I've been studying these color revolutions and this Marxist BS and I think the UN is like basically the fourth Reich of the Nazi Germany plan. Um, I don't really think we have the time to get to 2024 if we don't fix what's going on now. And I saw you have a four point plan between I mean, now and then. Yeah, because it's a complicated question. Look, here's the fundamental problem. Does it matter whether you have the perfect backdrop for the 2022 elections, uh, which appears to be coming together? Foreign policy disasters, economic stagnation, lockdowns, uh, and so on. But that's only true if we can guarantee that we have a free, fair, honest, and transparent election. I do not see the 2020 elections being overturned. I do think in the end there being more than enough evidence, hard evidence, to justify that. But I don't see the legal precedent or the path forward and I understand how, how tightly the, the establishment guards power. It slipped from their hands one time when Donald Trump wrenched it out of their hands to their shock and surprise. Because, Mel, we both know the deal. It was cut. Right. It was Jeb Bush and Hillary Clinton. Heads I win, tails you lose. The two families robbed the Haitian uh, earthquake relief fund that they jointly find blind. All goes right. in their pockets. Right. Uh, and, um, you know, everybody goes down the road. Right. Everybody gets paid regardless of who ends up being president. Right. And along comes this, this unlikely, improbable, uh, 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 you know, larger than life figure from New York, yeah. who, who they foolishly write off as a caricature who can't possibly win. Uh, and he, he just strikes a chord with the American people at a time where they're tired of politicians, tired of both parties, tired of the media, tired of the fake news, tired of the direction of the country, tired of the special interest control of the government, uh, and he's a breath of fresh air. Yeah. He, he's genuine. He's real. He's authentic. He's entertaining. Yep. And let's face it, politics is show business. So, uh, you know, they, they aren't going to make this mistake twice. Right. How can we get honest, fair elections? Well, it goes back to a more a fundamental point, which is today, for the first time ever, you have the total control and censorship of all mass communications in the United States, meaning 
network television, cable television, most of radio, all print media, newspapers, magazines, uh, in the most heavily trafficked areas of the internet. You have to have a beachhead there. You have to break that monolithic control. The way to do that is by building uh, web platforms that are virtually difficult to deplatform because you're not inadvertently or advertently using any Trojan soft, uh, uh, Trojan horse software from Google or Apple or Amazon or Yahoo or any of the rest of these criminals. Right. Uh, they don't own the internet. They just own extraordinarily influential and widely used software that's used on the internet. But if you, and if you are parlor, you, you use that software and then you crash when Amazon pulls their software out from under you. Uh, it doesn't have to be that way. So the most important thing now for is for conservatives, libertarians, Republicans, Trump supporters, independents, free thinkers, health freedom advocates, uh, you know, vegetarians, anybody who 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 marches to their own drummer. Um, we need to have a platform where we can talk to each other and everyone else. If we don't do that, then you can't get the critical mass to mobilize the American people to demand honest, fair elections. We can pass in every state election reform. In those states that have democratic governors and democratic legislatures, we can pass these reforms by constitutional amendment. It's a huge undertaking, but it's what has to happen ultimately if we are going to survive, and we're already late for the 2022 elections. People who get away with stealing a chicken once will steal a chicken twice. Did you yeah. really have to do, did you really think we would win Georgia after the first go round? I didn't. I thought there was zero chance we would win either no, Senate seat. Of course not. And uh, then, and, you know, I was talking to Patrick Byrne yesterday and we were talking about all the evidence. There is a ton of evidence. And, but I, I'm looking at it more. I've been reading the Constitution, Bill of Rights, just looking at it and thinking the only way is if every state, if every person in every state demands accountability for the last election in their down ballots, because what I keep saying to people, yeah, they stole it from Trump, but that means that there's sheriffs, there's AGs, there's city council people that also cheated. There's Congress people, senators. Well, what is happening in your yeah, state? Yes, one of the things that's most interesting, though, when you shift, sift through the data is that in many, many cases, you found Republican candidates for Congress uh, or elsewhere on the ballot running kind of uniformly, but substantially ahead of Trump, where the polling in that district before the election showed the exact opposite to be true. That's just more anecdotal proof. That, that's not logical. As a political scientist, that trend is not logical. Uh, and therefore, it's further anecdotal evidence that the, that the presidential totals have been you know, right. manipulated. Yeah, Byrne mentioned the 14th Amendment and the possibility, he didn't, he didn't know if this was right, but maybe you will, or it's an idea, that people could say that they're, because of the fraud, that their vote was invalid and that it robbed them of their civil right to be able to vote. I mean, it doesn't mean that it's going to be overturned, but at least maybe we can get enough people out there saying well, uh, 2022 has to be more legit. Because if not, uh, I mean, they're just going to Unfortunately, I just don't think we're going to be successful in litigating the last election. Anything. Factually, I think we are. And I think these these canvases, these audits should go forward because there has to be an, a public record of what actually happened. Right. That, I think, will motivate the people to demand change. 
you could bring such an action to the Supreme Court. But I think the Supreme Court is turned out to be an extraordinarily political body. Uh, and they've already weighed in on this question. They're not going to hear it. I think that's the last word. I don't think right. you can show them anything new that's going to change their mind because of the, the establishment political pressure to let the current status quo exist. Yeah. And like you've said, because of what's happening to you, it's obvious there is no oversight. You would think like that at some point judges would be held accountable because the one that held your case that uh, Berman Jackson and then also Judge Sullivan, two DC judges, everything that they did was unconstitutional as I was watching it go. And nobody, there's no oversight for judges. That's something that- It, has it to be is done. extraordinary that in my trial, the government moved that I could not use evidence of misconduct by the special counsel's office the FBI, the Department of Justice, or any member of Congress in my defense. And the judge um, ruled for oh, granted that motion. Now, judge. that wow. was uh, unconstitutional under Kyles v. Whitley, which holds that the integrity uh, of the investigation uh, is always a legitimate grounds for defense. Uh, it's just one example. Right. Uh, you know, I was charged specifically, read the first 40, uh, read the first five pages of my indictment it says that WikiLeaks uh, was hacked by the Russians who gave the information to the DNC. I was denied the opportunity to disprove that at trial through the use of forensic evidence and expert testimony. Be uh, and uh, I still, they still would not give us the crowd strike report. But we know so, that that's all lies. It's well, so insane. Here's what, here's, what we, here's what we do know. The guy who got indicted today by John right. Durham, the lawyer, Finally. Uh, Michael Sussman, is the individual who hired CrowdStrike. The CrowdStrike report that claims that, uh, that they had proof that the Russians hacked the DNC and gave the information, or that, that, the, that the Russians hacked the DNC, that report has never been released. Uh, the government would not release it in my trial. The judge ruled that they didn't have to. Uh -huh. But the subsequent testimony by the head of CrowdStrike in which he admitted that the report does not prove that the Russians hacked the DNC, that's now on the public record. But this was the whole uh, underlying premise of my case. Right. But I was not allowed to challenge that premise. It's unreal. Uh, again, on November 3rd, 2020, election day, the busiest news day of the year, the day you would definitely drop a press release if you wanted to bury it, at midnight, the worst time possible, the Department of Justice released the last remaining redacted sections of Robert Mueller's long hidden secret report only because a court ordered them to do so in which Mueller couldn't even sugarcoat the fact that he never found, quote, any factual evidence, close quote, against me for Russian collusion, right. WikiLeaks collaboration, or, or any involvement in the phishing and publication of John Podesta's emails. Right. That had been withheld from us specifically by the judge and by the prosecutors at trial. Right. It undermines their entire charge. You have no motive to lie about crimes you weren't involved in. There's no motive to lie. No, I wasn't covering up for Donald Trump because there was nothing to cover, cover up. up. Right. And then also that came out, I read that whole thing too. Seth Rich, by the way, I know I wonder, did they come up with the Russia collusion thing before or after they killed him? Uh, you know, I, I, I don't, uh, the Seth Rich thing remains a mystery to me Total because mystery. there's so many missing pieces, right. why they can't come up with his laptop, why there's no uh, access, uh, why we don't have the surveillance tapes for the last public place. I think it was a bar where right. he was. Uh, I, you know, I know that his family is very litigious. 
I think there's a lot there that is suspicious, but I've never actually closed the loop. Uh, and I'm behind, frankly, in some of the things that we have learned that we didn't know previously right. over the right. last year. Yeah. Well, one thing that did come up and you just brought it up, uh, Sussman is being, um, I believe, indicted. Uh, he's the Perkins Coie lawyer. Well, apparently in the in what I read, the Perkins Coie law firm had Seth Rich's laptop the whole time, but we'll find out someday maybe. Well, but here's, what, here's, what, here's what we do know. And that is uh, based on the forensic evidence and the experts who've looked at it. Right. It appears that the download from the DNC because of the speed times went to some portable device. Right. Meaning it was taken out the back door by someone. Right. That means no Russian hack. That means right. that yes, they were hacked in the sense that the information was stolen, but it was not an online hack. Right. I could have proved that at trial on um, the judge would not allow it. Right. And the Alpha Bank thing was all a lie. So that was a lie. And do you think that this is the beginning of Durham actually coming to fruition or is this just a, a dangling carrot or something? I, I think that's uh, the tidbit that they're going to give us before he goes out of business. Um, you know that his oh, new, you know his new bosses at the Justice Department don't want to see any prosecutions of their friends. Right. So um, you know, and the fact that they they dropped a, a litigation on me on a Friday at six o'clock, they break off formal negotiations about the uh, settlement of my two thousand seven and two thousand eight taxes. They break those negotiations off, and then they put out a press release at six o'clock on a Friday. That's how they make sure you can't get a comment in. Uh, which it, which accuses my implies that my wife and I have either hidden assets or not declared income, both of which is categorically and easily provable to be false. But it's sensationalized in a way to do maximum damage uh, to us. So you have a Justice Department that engages in politics. Right. They release things at midnight on Election Day because they want to bury them. That's politics. Right. Uh, they they uh, file uh, bogus lawsuits against you. Uh, at the close of business on a Friday, so you can't get in a comment uh, in the AP story. So um, uh, that's that's uh, that's my lot in life. It's uh, it's because I'm a warrior. It's just yeah, you are a warrior. And uh, the other thing is, you are a warrior, and you have to keep fighting because those people that are political prisoners, in my opinion, in Washington D.C. from January 6th who did nothing wrong, and actually, there's plenty of footage that they were let in, that they they was orchestrated. I think it was a false flag. I've seen enough evidence to know that. Uh, and it looks like to me that uh, has a lot to do with the American people uh, having the constitutional right to do a lot of that being taken away. Well, and uh, well, if you stop fighting and General Flynn stops fighting, what are these people, go these true political prisoners with no voice being held in D.C. Uh, in America right now? And it's, it's being allowed. What are they going to do? That's why I see you and Flynn as two people that have to keep fighting for the rest of us. When will somebody be arrested in the Antifa BLM riots that burned down half the country last summer? Well, they weren't we're real. Being told that, that, that we're, we're being told Antifa isn't even an organized organization, really. Let me ask some questions then. Who's paying for the bricks and the trucks and the flatbeds and the buses? Uh, who's paying the lawyers who bail people out the instant they are arrested, although no one ever seriously goes to trial? Uh, there was a, a willful effort to burn down America. Right. Uh, that's an that's an insurrection, a deadly insurrection right. in which people actually died and millions uh, of uh, dollars worth of public and private property was Billions. destroyed. Billions. Yet Kamala Harris egged them on and nobody's been prosecuted. 
January 6th, I think, was a stupid act of, uh, by a group of naive people. Right. Uh, and going into the Capitol was politically counterproductive. Uh, I denounced it immediately. But it's never smart to trespass and, uh, and to destroy public property or to menace lawmakers or be put in a possession where your actions can be interpreted as having taken that meaning. So, uh, but to say, as the Democrats keep saying, it's the second bloodiest day since Pearl Harbor. No, actually, the only person who got shot was a was a military veteran who was right. unarmed. Uh, and, and then the guy no shot her. Goes was on, menacing no one. Goes on mainstream media and congratulates himself. That that the, the guy who. No, I'm not sure when him. trespassing became an excuse for first degree murder. Right. Uh, but any, in any other jurisdiction in the country, that police officer would be tried. Would yeah, be charged and tried. Well, we will watch the George, George Floyd thing, and then we watch that, and you think, yeah. what is going on here? Look, uh, it's the it's the two tiered justice system. The day that the uh, that uh, I was convicted, that morning, the prosecutor in my case, who was also the prosecutor in the Andrew McCabe case, announced that no charges would be brought against McCabe for lying to the FBI. <laughs> How's that for irony? No, we have two, we have a a two tiered system of justice. The IRS harasses me about ancient taxes while Hunter Biden is pocketing millions of dollars from China uh, and Ukraine and elsewhere. Right. And he's lobbying without registering. Uh, but there are no pending litigations or prosecutions against him. The so Reverend Al Sharpton owns millions in taxes, right, but there's no litigation against him. What can we uh, the people do? Really? What can we the people do? I don't want to lose our country, but these well, first of all, we should helping. we should we should not lose heart. Uh, people can go to Roger Stone's plan to save America.com. Yes. Roger Stone's plan to save America.com. Uh, we'll send you a copy of it. There's a video okay. there. Um, this is the four point plan that we need to follow to save this country. Uh, in any event, it's lunchtime and my stomach is really growling. So, well, I'm so grateful to have you here. I want to share your four point plan. And um, I have faith and I think God wins here. I know God has helped you through this. I've heard you speak recently, an amazing speech in Grand Rapids. Um, I'm praying for your wife. I know she's in really good hands. And please, anyone who's watching this, Roger Stone is a hero. We need to fight for him and his family to keep up uh, what we need real people out there doing, which is fighting back against the cabal and this evil that has taken over our country. And uh, we will win. It's just not going to be easy and everyone has to get involved. So thank you so much, Roger. I really appreciate it. And I will see you uh, in Nashville at Absolutely. the uh, event. Have and, a great and one. And, and folks, if you're in New York and you're looking for a place to eat, <laughs> the Beach Cafe, 71st and 2nd, I believe yes. it is, have the stone burger. I yes. highly recommend it. <laughs> yes. And that's how we met. And I will see you next time. Thank you so much, Roger Stone. God bless you. Thank you. Bye-bye.